Tonight Talk. We're going to talk about it right Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talk. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's today talk. And I'ma talk about it. And welcome to the Tanae Talks podcast, the podcast that educates and entertains, the podcast where you come to laugh and learn. I am your host, Tanae, so be sure that you like, share, and subscribe on this podcast and be sure to click the notification bell. Today's show is brought to you by our show sponsor, 810 Taco Seasoning. 810 Taco Seasoning is packed with nine powerful flavors that are packed in high flavor but very low in sodium. You can put it on your seat, on your tacos. You could put it on your your steaks, your chickens. Remember, 810 Tacos is made for tacos, but delicious on everything. Visit 810tacos.com and use code Tacos to receive free shipping on all orders over $20. Go on over there to 810tacos.com and tell them Tanae sent you. Today's show is entitled... I am a first-gen college student. Well, I mean, I'm kind of playing around with the names. We'll see at the end. end. But this is a show dedicated to those students who are looking to go to college, and they're the first ones in their families to go to college being a first-generation college student. I got some great guest co-hosts with me today to talk about their experiences as a first-generation college student, what that looks like, what things to look out for, what things to expect once you get there. So first I'm going to, before I introduce my guest, I'm going to define what a first-generation college student is. Many of you may not know that you are or were a first-generation college student. First-generation means that your mother and your father do not have a bachelor's degree. A bachelor's degree is a four-year degree from a university. So even if your mom or your dad has an associate's degree, you're still considered first generation. Even if your auntie, sister-in-law, baby cousin Tracy from down the street and around the corner has a bachelor's degree, but your mama and your daddy don't have a bachelor's degree, then you, ma'am, sir, are a first generation college student. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cause some, um, I've gotten a lot of times where students are like, well, my, my cousin or my sister's in college. I'm, I'm not a first generation college student and you're missing out on a lot of opportunities and programs for you because you think that um, my mother my personal story is my my mother went to college she went but she never finished my sister is four years older than me and by the time I graduated high school she was getting her bachelor's degree but I was I'm still considered a first generation college student so I just wanted to define that today so I got my girls with me today we work together we work in higher education we won't tell you where we work because that's none of your business but just know we take care of the children the the people the humans that come through our office door i got my girl trish with me what's up where you where you from grand prairie texas (laughs) (laughs) gp and i got my girl tamara with me where you from hey guys I'm from Jersey, but I've been in Texas, like, all my life, so. East Coast stands up. Mm -hmm. So we got the East Coast, the Midwest, and the Dirty Dirty South. South. (laughs) Is it dirty? (laughs) 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 And um, tell my guests where you went to undergraduate to get to obtain your bachelor's degree. I started at the University of Houston. Um, and I did a year there, and then I transferred to the University of Texas at Arlington, where I completed my four-year degree. All right, and Tamir, where'd you get your bachelor's degree from? PV, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Prairie View A&M University, for those that don't know. 
Is that a historically black college or university? And is. And is. And your host, your girl, Tanae, my freshman year of college, I went to the Dillard University, located at <laughs> 2601 Gentilly Boulevard. You didn't know that address. Right. You better say that whole address. In New Orleans. And I went there my freshman year, and then I obtained my bachelor's degree. From the University of Michigan Flint campus. Go Blue. So we have a wide range of perspectives here. We have the HBCU experience here as well as the PWI experience. HBCU means historically black college or university. And PWI means predominantly white university. Meaning that the percentage of the uh, blacks and Hispanics are low, 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 low. Okay. About Less than 10% of the population is black. <laughs> so that's why they call it a PWI or predominantly white institution. All righty. So we're going to get to the meat of the matter of the matter of the matters of the matters. <laughs> and first I want y'all to tell me why college was your choice. Like why did you even aspire to go to college? To me, I think I didn't have any choice. It's not like it was forced on me because, as mentioned, we are all first gen. But I knew that in order to improve my social mobility and to, you know, not be in poverty as I grew up in, I had to get a degree. So I had to go to college. It was nothing else left for me to do. I didn't want to work in retail, dead end jobs. I wanted to go to college and get a degree. And make something of my life. Come on, social mobility. <laughs> and we're not saying those who work in retail or food because we no. y'all make the world go round that y'all didn't make something with your life. Okay, just disclaimer out there. Don't come at me. Don't come at Trish. <laughs> I mean, don't, but education. I is, got you. Education is the way out. Social so. mobility. And why did you decide to go? Um, It's kind of the same. It wasn't. Forced, but it was like me and my best friend graduated and was like, okay, what are we going to do now? And then we was like, okay, we're going to apply. I know I didn't want to stay in Arlington. I was like, we're not about to stay here. We're about to do something. So we like, we gonna, um, we going to just apply to the same places and then wherever we both get accepted. So we got accepted at PV and Langston. Mm-hmm. And I got accepted into UNT, but I didn't want to leave my best friend. So we went to PB together. I had a similar situation. So I had a real close friend named Raquel. We kind of called each other cousins. And we kind of had similar situations, right? Mm -hmm. And we both, our senior year, we was at the same high school. We both applied to the same colleges and universities. University of Houston, Stephen F. Austin. And we got accepted to both. I also applied to other colleges and universities as well. Mm -hmm. And the plan was that we was going to go to the same University. Mm, yeah. But she decided to go to SFA, which is Stephen F. Austin State University mm-hmm. in Nacogdoches, Texas, East Texas, those who don't know. And I decided to go to University of Houston because some other people I knew was going to Houston. So that's where you ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, my story is uh, slightly different. Um, like I said, my mom went to college. She just didn't finish. She kind of kind of throughout my life went to school then not went to school and went to school and not went to school my five-year-old photos you know everybody takes a photo when they're five years old was at the college my mom I took a photo in a sweatshirt she was attending at the time which was Mott Community College located in Flint Michigan which I end up working there so things came full circle it's like wow I had this shirt on so um, college was always going to be a viable option for me Uh, my mom always encouraged it that me and my sister go and get an education and complete it and I was always placed in gifted programs and pre-college programs that uh, was like you're going to college college is the way you're going to do this you're going to do that and and, in tv shows like a different world and the cos in the cosby show inspired me to go to college that's one of the reasons why I went to an HBCU first because I wanted that Dwayne Way Whitley Gilbert experience <laughs> okay. and Dillard was kind of that experience like I had a dorm mother and um, like Jaleesa mm-hmm. like all that now that we know that's a dorm uh, right. d- h- housing director yeah. right. <laughs> I had to say I was yeah. an older lady though she was mean yeah, we had Miss Darby she was like in her 40s and she was still hip but she would mm-hmm. tell you like it is shout out to Miss Darby she'd be like y'all better be here during curfew I want y'all to know I had a curfew yeah, my freshman year 
college. did too. We did, we <laughs> I did too. I didn't have one. At we P- did. At PWIs, you tend not to when you go to an HBCU. For those who are considering a PWI or HBCU, they, you know, there is a difference. It's like a second family mm-hmm. at the HBCU. So your dorm mother, yeah. the mother part, emphasis on play. mother. Uh, mine didn't play. Mine didn't <laughs> but play. I think that's needed for HBCUs, yeah, though, yeah. because you don't. Oftentimes, when you're at an HBCU, a lot of them are first gen, so they're yeah. missing that component, that motherly component. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's very important for it to be noticed or there at those HBCUs. And, yeah. I mean, I would love it. I would have loved it at the PWI, but I think it's especially needed. Yeah, for and my lady, she was like, um, "You don't stay in this building. It's it's curfew. It's time. It's time to go. <laughs> time to go. It's time to go back to your building." Well, like, dang. To, to a lot of you said that the majority of students at HBCU is first gen. Um, not necessarily true. Right. A lot of students at HBCUs are legacy. So their their parents went or mm-hmm. their grandparents went. It, it's a lot of legacy um, at HBCUs. But I think that a PWI would do great to have for freshman curfew. Not when you become a sophomore, right. junior, or right. senior. But you do. I feel like you you need that, that structure. That structure. Mm-hmm. So what one of the things that inspired this talk was we were in my office one day who's breathing into the mic no, it's be me <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't I'm not like, breathe right now <laughs> you all right yeah. okay baby it's, it's all right no, this one is like, trying to take me out all right for y'all listening who gonna be listening on a spotify apple podcast my baby going through some sinus situation the weather mm-hmm. is a changing but yeah. This conversation was kind of inspired. Um, we were just in, our, in my office kind of kicking it and like you just talking about our experiences and how we got to school. And so this let, let this be an encouragement that you might not always go the traditional route. Although college was pushed and I had scholarships that took me to college, I went to undergrad. I got that for free, except for when I went to Dillard. I had a partial scholarship. So a partial scholarship means they pay for some of your um tuition and fees, but not everything. So the partial scholarship was some of my tuition and fees was paid for, and I still had to pay for housing. So sometimes your tuition might be covered, but your housing might not be. And so I went to Dillard on a partial scholarship, which means I had to take out a uh, just one loan, actually. I didn't have to take out a lot of loans. Um, and then I transferred to the University of Michigan Flint on a full-ride scholarship. When you hear full-ride, that means everything is paid for. Take and, it. And I didn't stay on campus, so I didn't have to pay for um, housing. And so I had a full ride there. Um, But however, when I went to college and the ladies are going to share their experience of how they got uh, got there and the struggles. My mom, my my father is deceased. And when I got taken to college, mind you, I'm from Flint, Michigan. Dillard was in New Orleans. So the top of the map, if you look at a map, I'm at the top of the map in Mm -hmm. Michigan. And Louisiana is at the bottom of the map, that boot. So I was hundreds of miles away from home and my mother couldn't get off work. She had just started working at the hospital and she could not take me to school. So my godfather, shout out to the Clarence Jennings. My godfather took me um, from Michigan and drove me in his car to Louisiana. We went through Mississippi where we didn't stop at night because he was like, we don't know what will happen to us. So we drove throughout the night and my godfather got me safely there. But I didn't have the send off um, like a lot of kids when I got there did. They had mama and daddy there and grandma and everybody there to send them off. But my, my god daddy, shout out to him. He was there, made sure I had everything straight. Gave me a hug, took me to Walmart, so I had my cleaning supplies to clean up my dorm. My mama sent me with all my essentials, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he left. And it, and it kind of was a lonely place, but my my roommate uh, that I ended up meeting, she was from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we, and we developed an instant friendship and bond, and her parents dropped her off, and they never let me go. So shout out to the Morels. But that was my story, and it can be a lonely place, but don't let that discourage you from going to college because your people might not be there or you have to get there by any means necessary. So what was your journey like, Trish? I know you got a, a storied story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in, in, in high school, I was in, well, my sophomore year, that was probably my game changing year. Um, early that year witnessed, like I was a witness to a murder, which was so happened to be my son's um, uncle 
But that year was the first year I had all black educators from my core subjects. My geometry teacher was Mr. Wilson. Shout out to him. My English teacher was Miss Martin. Shout out to her. My history, AP history teacher was uh, Miss Taylor. Shout out to her. My biology teacher. I can't even think of her name, but she was tough on me and I love her for that. But I, at that point, I realized like if I'm going to make a change, it had like that that sophomore year was my game changing year. Like I don't want to at that time, um, gangs and stuff was were really, prevalent in was your really area. Prevalent in that area, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a part of it, but I was I was associated with people who were in them. Right, mm-hmm. I was never a troublemaker, but you know sometimes you're guilty by association. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, wait, <laughs> young people who listen to this. Guilty by association. We we work in education. I got so many students that, uh, not so many, but a few students who are in prison right now because of association. So that's very key. Yes. So I knew then, like, I'm, I need to make a change. I need to get involved in, 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 in extracurricular activities. I was already involved in sports, right? But other, you know, um, organizations on on. At, at the high school, right? I was in Key Club, Student Council, NAACP. That's when, that's when I first joined NAACP. And um, when I was in NAACP, I was connected with the Educational Talent Search Program, which is part of TRIO. A lot of people, I don't know if, I don't know if you talked about TRIO, but TRIO, um, there's a pre-college and there's a collegiate program. They, start, they have seven programs um, in the high schools. There is Educational Talent Search, known as Talent Search, and there's Upward Bound. I didn't know about Upper Brown and Upper Brown Math and Science, but I knew about Talent Search and Talent Search. They, you know, took us to college um, tours and provided us with um, fee waivers for SATs and preps for SATs and ACTs. So I was involved in that. And I started that in my sophomore year. So in my senior year, that's when I hit it strong, right? Mm-hmm. My sophomore, year, my junior, year, I started working, so I needed money because. No, we poor over here. We ain't got no money. But I was I was a hustler. I always made money. But sophomore, my junior year, I started working. Senior year, I hit it. I hit it running. You know, with college applications, started that my first semester, right? So I applied to Florida A and M University. Got Go accepted. Rattlers. Yes, Clark Atlanta <laughs> University got accepted. University of Houston got accepted. Texas Tech got accepted. Stephen F. Austin got accepted, and. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. And I don't know why I applied. They just kept oh, sending me you? stuff. They just kept, <laughs> you know how they keep sending yeah, me stuff. So yeah, I was like, like yeah. Right. yeah, whatever. And I got accepted. Um, but my mom, my, my mom did not have no car. So it was like, you had to think about that. My mom didn't have money. So it was like, how am I going to get it out of state if I can't even get down the street? You know, I have, right. I have to walk to school every day. So how am I going to get to Florida or to Georgia? I would, I, I love the HB. I wanted to get the HBCU experience. And I knew about that. Ex- I knew about it then. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, nobody wanted me to go to Prairie View. They was like, no, that's a party school. You can't go there, right? Mm-hmm. And it is. <laughs> So, but you graduated. I graduated. <laughs> period. So I, like I said um, previously, um, me and my friend Raquel, we both applied to um, University of Houston and SFA. We both got accepted. So I went to University of Houston because another friend of mine, who I was friend, I, we've been friends since what junior high. She got uh, accepted to Texas Southern, which is mm-hmm. right across the street from University of Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our parents. Knew each other. We we're like sisters. That's what we called each other. Everybody knew us as sisters. So we. I was just like, I'm just gonna go to Houston. Amber's at Texas Southern. I mean, what could go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so fast forward. I graduate, right? Mind you, I'm working, right? I've I've always had this job. I, had, I worked at Six Flags. So my senior year, I'm really like once I got accepted Same. into once I decided what college I was going to go to, it's like now I got to really work. Mm-hmm. Got to pay for prom. Got to pay for you know all these other college expenses. Talent search did cover like you know the fees and stuff, but they don't cover much right. else after that, you know. So I worked the whole summer, right? And the plan was to get me a car. So I bought a car for my aunt, five hundred dollars, right? It was a raggedy car, and I had to get it fixed. So I bought it early, right? So I could spend the whole summer getting it fixed. <laughs> right. And everybody, so I'm from Dalworth in Grand Prairie, Texas. Everybody has that one mechanic in that hood that could fix every car, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So that that mechanic was my uncle John A. John A. Brooks. So 
I gave I, every every day I was working. Now I used to come to Uncle John A's house, be like, "Here's some money. What 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 we got to do?" <clears throat> so he ended up getting the car fixed by the time I leave. But by the time August came, they was not going to let me go to Houston without it because I didn't have a driver's license. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a driver's license to drive. I yeah. mean, where we live now, that doesn't apply to most of the people here. Just get on 635 and <laughs> you'll realize half the people don't got a driver's license. It was okay. So whatever. So like I said, my mom didn't have a car. So August comes. I got to go to Houston, right? Right. How am I going to get there? My sister had recently, I have an older sister, she's seven years older than me. She was recently incarcerated. So my mom had custody of my two niece, my niece and nephew. So they was young, so she was kind of, you know, limited on where she can go. Mm-hmm. And my godmother, who I also called my mom, okay. she worked a lot, so she couldn't take off to take me to Houston. Of course, Houston is four hours away. Gas is really high. We're poor. How, how, how am I going to get to Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So thank God, you know, it's always somebody that's in your corner, right? So my sister's grandmother, so her dad's mom, mm-hmm. her name is Miss Delma. She was like, oh, you're going. Because I just, I wasn't going to go to Houston. I wasn't going to go to college. Like, how am I going to get yeah. there? Right. So my aunt, my aunt Bonnie took me to orientation. I went to the last orientation, July 23rd, the last <laughs> one, mm-hmm. the last one that yeah. was available. Okay. I waited That's last funny. minute. Do not wait last minute to do anything. Okay. I, she she took me to orientation. We was there for two days. All right, cool. But Miss Delma, she was like, "Oh yeah, you're going." She was like, "If I gotta buy you a bus ticket, you're going." And guess that's what she did. She, and she me, got you. Mm-hmm. Bought me a bus ticket. I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. And for those the young people, I really want this. I want you to my traditional listeners out there, please share this with your younger cousins, your younger siblings, any youth that you work with to understand that adversity will be there, mm-hmm. but you have to have a, a wherewithal spirit. You got to have the spirit in you, like by any means necessary. I'm going to get to what I need to create a better life for me. Trish touched on a trio. TRIO is a federally funded program through the United States uh, Department of Education. She was in Talent Search. I was in Classic Upward Bound as well as Upward Bound Math and Science. You qualify for those programs if you are first generation, which we've already defined what first generation is, and you also qualify if you're low income. So even if if your parent has a bachelor's degree but their income is not where it needs to be, you can also qualify for the program. So I hit on both. I was low income and first generation where I was able to be a part of Upward Bound. Upward Bound is fantastic. They take you on college trips that exposes you to colleges and universities that you may have never considered before. You also go on field trips that help you just grow as a person, museums, trips to Disney World, trips to Six Flags, um, trips to, we went, my program went to Toronto, Canada, just all these different places that we went, um, Different restaurants, they teach you etiquette, how to eat with your forks at a professional dinner, how to dress. Uh, And this program is free. I can't stress it enough. It's free, 99. It's free to you. It's free to your parent. And it's a great program. So I was in that program. And later on in life, I also was a coordinator uh, for the program. So I could pour into uh, children as um, it was poured into me. Trish also mentioned not having a car growing up. I, too, didn't have a car growing up, but that did not stop me from getting to the places that I needed to get to. I would get on. I'm from Michigan. They're from Texas. And in Michigan and Flint, we had the MTA, Mass Transportation Authority. That's the bus. So I got on the bus to go everywhere I needed to be, cheerleading practice, to get to Upward Bound. The great thing about Upward Bound, they provided you with bus passes. So if you didn't have the money to get on the bus, you, they had a bus pass for you, so you get there. Upward Bound also provides you with a stipend. So as long as you're coming to the program, I got a $40 check a month just for going to the program. So in your community, look for programs like Upward Bound and, and Talent Search and other pre-college programs. I was also a part of the Wade H. McCree Incentive Scholarship Program, and that's how I got my full ride to the University of Michigan Flint because I got selected in the eighth grade. I had, it's called an incentive program. So it's incentivized, meaning that you got to come to different programs and do different things in order for you to obtain the full ride scholarship. So nothing is going to be handed to you or given to you. Nothing is going to be free. You got to work for it is with what you want. I work with too many students that say stuff like, that's too much. I got to do that. I got to write an essay. I got to write an essay. Right. I got to do, you got to grind hard so you can shine later. Mm-hmm. 
We we grind and now we should look at us. <laughs> now look at you. <laughs> now look at us. <laughs> I'm telling you. We got health insurance. Mm-hmm. We got good salaries. Mm-hmm. We get PTO. That mm-hmm. means paid time off. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. Education will separate you sometimes from an hourly job to a salary job where when you take off is not detrimental to your employment. Right. There are some people that work, and if they take off, that could cost them their job. And so, you know, having higher education moves that, like she said, that social mobility, it changes the trajectory of your whole life and sometimes a whole generation of life. So now that we're, we're first generation students and we all have children. So when our, our children go off to college, they will be second generation college students. So you want to keep changing the generation, Mm -hmm. generational cycles Mm -hmm. in your family. And Tamara, what was your journey that got you? So, um, like I said, me and my best. So it was actually three of us, me and my two best friends, Paisley and Asia. Asia was the smart one out of us. So she was in all all the stuff y'all was in. Yeah, that was that was her. <laughs> me and Paisley was like, oh, what, what what you got in this class? You got to see. I bet we pass. So we, that's that was high school for us. We wasn't even looking for like, oh, I want to go to this school. I want to go to this school. But once we graduated, we're like. Okay, well, we know we don't want to stay here. So we started applying. So when we got accepted to PV, it was kind of last minute. And they were like, well, this is the orientation. So both of our parents, both both of us are single with single moms. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we can't we can't take off. Same thing. So my brother, he's four years older. He didn't go. He they tricked him. Basically, he ended up going to ITT Tech. He had Don't the grade. Do it. Yeah, he had the grades <laughs> to go anywhere he wanted to go, but a recruiter got him and was like, get got him in. So he's four years older, so he didn't really go. He just did ITT tech. But he was dating this girl at the time and she really liked him. So she was like, Oh, I can take y'all to orientation. So we was like, Okay. So Paisley mom real strict. So she was like, um, I'm just gonna tell my mom, that your mom is taking us because she's not going to let me go if, right. if otherwise. So By any means necessary. She took us. We didn't have nowhere to go. We have nowhere. She was like, the person we're supposed to stay with um, is going out of town. So we literally slept in the car mm-hmm. and then got up, went to orientation, and then drove right back. So, like, thinking back now, I'm like, dang, we did all that. And it wasn't, it was just us doing it at that, at that moment. So we went to orientation and then got all our stuff. They sent us our, our um, room assignment. So we like, whew, okay, we together. Mm -hmm. So my mom went and got us um, comforters and matching everything for our dorm. So her mom filled up their car. My mom filled up our car. And then we all, we rode together. So we, we was acting like thugs. We was like, we good, we good. And then as soon as they was getting ready to leave, we looked, we looked at each (laughs) other. We was like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Stay strong. And then as soon as they hugged us, we all just melted. Yeah. Tears just streaming like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we, um, they left. We was like, now nah, we're going to be good. Like, so everybody thought we were sisters. Yeah. The whole, till this day, people still think we're sisters. But, um, so we, we're together freshman year sophomore year they messed up my room so we were still on campus at this point so they had their room was like here and then my room was like right behind them so I was like whatever so we still close and then the next year we moved off campus this is when I got with my now we'll we'll talk about that okay (laughs) we'll talk about dudes (laughs) yeah yeah. so but oh that was probably like the biggest the hardest part of it but once we got there we always had each other so we majored in psychology together we had all our classes together so we always had each other so it wasn't like too bad for us because we it was all us or nothing yeah so based on what both you and Trish said about you guys have buddies that you went to college with. So those who are out there, if you got a friend, you know, that's going to the same college or someone from your church or someone in your community, make sure you link up with them because those are the supports that you'll mm-hmm. need to, you know, sustain you and help you, you know, matriculate 
through college because college and I must say this college is not even though you do have the great have to have the grades to get there. So you do need to study. You, your GPA is your currency. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that it is at least above a 2.5 for sure. Um, if you want to get into a, a top college, it needs to be above a three a 3.0. But, again, your grades are your currency. So don't think, don't blow off your classes. Right. Don't blow off those core classes, math, science, English, and um, math. Well, I said math. Mm-hmm. History. History, yes. History, math, science. English. Don't blow off those <laughs> core subjects and don't really blow off any of your subjects because there's something called a transcript and they're looking at the totality of your transcript, even though your mm-hmm. core, your core classes hold more bearing, but they're looking at everything because when you get to college, you do have to take electives, but electives are not like high school electives. Your electives count and that's going to affect that GPA. Mm-hmm. So, We talked about how we got there. We talked about some of the adversity that, as you heard from all stories, it did not let it stop either one of us. We didn't let transportation stop. We didn't let poorness stop us. Um, Some of us had other obstacles that we may not want to touch on. I I could say, you know, my mother suffered from some mental illness, you know, that could have deterred me from moving forward or make or having survived. Sometimes they call it survivor's remorse mm-hmm. when you're moving forward, but the people behind you are not necessarily, or, you know, there's some <clears throat> things going on that maybe your friends could not get to, but you got to. So some people have survivor's remorse. If you're watching snowfall right now, that's what Leon is having. He moved to Africa, saw what was happening and all the beautifulness taking place. So he felt like he needed to, Wait, Right, I, I yeah, I'm, 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 I haven't started. Spoiler alert! <laughs> like, jeez, <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Okay, I'll just stop so. it now. But I want to say there was a TV show called Survivor's Remorse, and that's the kind of yeah. feeling where you feel like I'm advancing, or you know, my my friends might be still, like she said, still back here working in retail. So you feel guilty as you, like you can't move forward or matriculate. But don't let that stop you. You cannot change your a predicament, your condition, unless you constantly moving forward and again, trying to change your tra- trajectory of your life and education, higher education will do that. So let's give some tips on what students as a first generation can do to be successful while they're in college and what should they avoid? Mm. I, okay. So you all have to go to orientation you know, when you're um, when you're starting, you know, college, I think it's a requirement. So at orientation, there's this big fair that happens like an organization fair where there's a lot of student organizations. There are a lot of um, programs there. Find a program that best fits what you are trying to do. So I always encourage students to find a organization that's for their um, within their degree. So maybe if you're a biology or criminal justice, something in that field, okay, public service, whatever it may be, uh, find a, a social club, one or two, okay. For me, I did NAACP. So NAACP, mm-hmm. there's um, mm-hmm. Black Student Association, there's African Student Organization. W- women's, I went to the, what was I in? National Women, Negro Women's Council. I was there, part of that. There's <laughs> NACWC, National Association of Color Women's Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I wasn't a part of it, but I had a lot of friends that was a part of that organization. Um, there's... Um, Black male initiative programs. Um, so find find a, pro, a social program to be a part of your freshman year. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. want to be a journalist, National Association of Black Journalists. Yes. They have a, a, there's programs on campus to support you. Um, I was a health education major, so I had um, Ada Sigma Gamma, which was a national honorary mm-hmm. um, for people in health sciences or health education. So anything that's, like she says, going to support your major, your future career. And then um, for first-generation students, um, Student Support Services, which is a TRIO program, I strongly encourage you to do that. Because just like how it is on the pre-college level where they provide scholarships, oh, they do provide scholarship stipends, um, services, tutoring, they do all that, and it's for free. Okay. They provide uh, some campuses charge you to print, but if you're in student support services, printing is free. Mm-hmm. They'll print for you. When you get to college, there are things called scantrons. So some professors are moving away from it. Things mm-hmm. are going more digital. That's, mm-hmm. I'm dating myself, <laughs> right. um, but you can get free scantrons. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. Baby. That was yeah, a thing. Yeah. You had to go get a pack. 
<laughs> you had to go to the bookstore, go get a pack of Scantrons. Yeah. Make sure you had a pencil. And the right size Scantron. Yeah. They're like, we're not using the, the fat, fat one. one. You got to do the, the little skinny one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to sell them. Of Look course at you, you always hustling. Right. Of course you did. You can't hustle like... I'm so glad she said that she used to sell them. You can make money in college. Plus, people want you to write their papers. Mm-hmm. You need to be the writer. Don't you get somebody else to write your stuff? <laughs> you need to be the writer. I made a lot of money. I was a freshman in college writing seniors' papers. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there, baby. A genius. I'm a little mini genius. Okay. okay. <laughs> if you know how to braid, I got. <laughs> if you know how to braid hair, I don't know how to do hair. Hair ain't my ministry. But if you know how to braid mm-hmm. hair, my girl. <laughs> She did her own hair, y'all. She did her whole own hair, y'all. The girl hey, did her own hair. Hey, and she did people in the hey. dorm hair. <laughs> Make your money. It's a killing. Mm-hmm. If you got a if you know a little hustle, use what you got. If you whatever you doing in the streets. Don't sell drugs. Yeah. But <laughs> no, we had somebody, he had a suitcase. He would come around, he had all the snacks. All the snacks all you the could snacks. think of, he would have it. And you know, people was doing Poor. their thing. So <laughs> they was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get it. Let me get a uh, pack of Skittles. Let me get that. Yeah. Uh, what kind of chips you got? Like, he his, was making a killer. He would go to Sam. I was going to say that his mom had a Sam's Club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, I got a Sam's Club. My son going to be right. I got a Sam's Club. Membership. Oh, right. Our kids <laughs> is going to be good. Oh, period. <laughs> They're going to be good. Period. <laughs> so Trish talked about some of the things, you know, that could set you up for success as a freshman. Of course, you got to study. Of course, you got to go to... Go to library. Go to class. <laughs> and I, I go to class. I said yes. 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 And it's, don't take an really, eight o'clock class if oh, you... Don't, yes. don't take don't, eight o'clock class if you're it. not a... Well, let me take that. Well, don't take an eight o'clock class, but if you're a freshman and sometimes if you go to a HBCU, it might don't be required. It. Like it was, yeah, we did. We I, had to I, take I, one. It was mandatory that I had to have an eight At o'clock least one. math class. But if you go to a PWI, <laughs> <laughs> you may have the autonomy to select. If you're not Come a morning person, vocabulary. That's that college back. education, yes. baby. Uh, if you have. If you're not a morning person, make sure your class at least start at 10 o'clock. Don't do 8 a.m. Don't do 9 a.m. Don't party all the time. And if you're a freshman girl, I have to say this. That senior don't want you. That senior don't want you. He trying to bang you. Period. Just like it was in high school, y'all. Just like in high school. Don't fall for the traps, Don't y'all. Fall for the trap. But it really is about balance. Mm-hmm. Like, my freshman year, I think I did okay with the balance. But then sophomore year... It was a, literally a party every day, <laughs> and I went to the party every day. Yeah, my GPA went smooth down. You got to have balance. Yeah, so balance. You can go to the parties, but you still have to know what you're you're there for. You're there to get your degree. You're there to finish. So go to your parties, have fun, but make sure you got your work done, period. Of The, the Universal College Student Weekend starts on Thursday. Right. So... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, perhaps Thursday, you need to be in them books studying. I, I was a balance. I was a, I never was on academic probation. I studied and I partied on the weekends. If you know you cannot handle partying throughout the week, mm-hmm. don't do it. Have a balance. Got to. You got to have a balance. What's something that you wish you would have known before you went to college that you didn't learn until you got there? Well, my mom served in the military, so and she's a hundred percent disabled. So there's certain benefits that veterans can use for their children. Mm-hmm. So I could have went to college for the free, and I didn't know that until later in life. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "Do you think they could pay for it now?" Lady, no. <laughs> it's not how it works. The ship has sailed. It's not how it works, ma'am. No. It's not. <laughs> granted, granted, because of um, us being low income, I was, and I kept my GPA um, at, to a point where I could still continue to get aid. I was, I get the maximum amount of um, grants. Mm-hmm. But I did put a little, a little bit of loans. Most of those loans, a good chunk of those loans came from graduate school, though. Yeah. That's where my loans came from, graduate school. So if you are an undergraduate watching this and you do want to get your master's degree, try to get an assistantship. I didn't learn about an assistantship till I got to grad school and I could have changed programs and then uh, it would have been paid for. 
but I was already like in my program and I didn't want to be there for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I got my master's uh, degree. That's after you get your bachelor's degree in 18 months. So, but if I would have switched over for them to pay for it, I would have been there uh, for an additional two years. And I was just trying to, trying to be done. So if you're an undergraduate student and you want to get your, your master's degree, either get a job or an employer that will pay for it or try to find an assistantship because the, the cost of tuition for a master's degree is way higher <laughs> than your undergraduate experience. What's something that you would have known before you got there? Um, just the, like in high school, I knew about Upward Bound and all of that, but I didn't know about like the first generation stuff. Like I, I could have took part in all of that. And I just didn't know. So when we got to school and I had to take out loans and then like my freshman year, like um, $400 or something like that for my room wasn't paid for. So I'm calling my mom crying. Like they said, I don't have any more money. And mm -hmm. I knew she didn't have it. So I'm like, what are we going to do? But you know, my mom being my mom, she always made a way. So we called a few people and, and got it taken care of. But if I would have known that, then it was like some of this stuff could have been, been taken, yeah, mm -hmm. taken care of. So That's a good lesson to learn. So we, we've told you here on this podcast, so don't say nobody told you. What's a mistake you made while you were in undergrad that you want to <laughs> not let the, the listeners that are considering college um, – I, st I mean the the party, <laughs> but like I said, I did I did go on probation my sophomore year because of going to. I mean I don't regret it because I had a great time. <laughs> yes, I was able to bring my GPA back up because it was kind of like okay, get your stuff together, like you playing. Mm -hmm. But at that, I wish I would have at that moment been like, okay, let me get up and go to class and stop playing. Like just to just to learn how to balance earlier. So by my junior year, I was able to do both because I was more focused on, OK, let me because at that time it's more of my major classes. And right. this is what I'm interested in anyway. So it was easier, but learning earlier how to how to balance and not party so much. That's a good lesson mm -hmm. because it do be fun. It do. It do be fun. <laughs> so you said a mistake? Yeah, a mistake that you would encourage someone not to make. I don't know. I don't think I made any mistakes. Everything that everything was a lesson. I think mm -hmm. um I sometimes I was a little bit too too trustworthy to mm. to some people mm -hmm. and they didn't deserve that. So it's not I wasn't naive cuz I'm I I'm hella street smart and you know mm -hmm. I I know the game, but sometimes I was just too trustworthy for people. Well, I think I was just I I trusted some people too much mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have done that where it could have messed me up for some a mistake that somebody else made, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good lesson. My brother always say that everyone has their own code of conduct. And when you're coming to college, you're coming from with people from all over the country or all over the region or all over the state that you're from. And you got to understand that everybody wasn't raised like you. Everybody doesn't have the same morals that you have and things of that nature. So just be mindful and, and the care, uh, careful of the people that you uh, link up with, cling to, Tell your business to because everybody doesn't mean, you know, mean well for you. And some people do. A, a thing, a mistake that I may, I don't want to say a mistake. Maybe I'm using the wrong verbiage um, or something that I wish I would have done or which I wish and I knew about it when I was there was to study abroad. Um, studying abroad when you're an undergrad, which means you can go to another country and get college credit by while learning over there in another country. And I just wish I would have taken advantage of that. I wish I was, they tell you that it takes four years to get a bachelor's degree in that uh, four to five years. I got mine in four years and, but I was in a race and I want to say this. I don't know who I was in a race with. Mm. You know what I mean? I just felt like That's I good. was yeah. speeding through this, Thing called college so that I could prove to whomever that I did it that yeah. I did it in four years so I yeah. want to say if it if you have to take time take your time mm -hmm. um if you want to study it abroad and it caught and it makes you go to school an additional semester longer take the time to have that experience because experience and time is something that you can never get back mm -hmm. and I feel like I was speeding 
through something to prove to whoever, people right. back home or, you know, just to have maybe even bragging rights and say, I finished in four years. And right. it's like, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like saying, I graduated high school when I was 16. Okay, okay. close for you. Right, right. I still you have still a degree. I still, right. I still have a degree. You still have a degree. So and we're now we're here. Right. right. So, we're in the same place. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't, like they say, just finish the race. As long mm-hmm. as you cross the it's finish line. It's a marathon. Line. It's a marathon, mm-hmm. not a race. And so that's something that I regret, that I was just trying to, I, I sped through everything. And sometimes you just got to take your time to enjoy the moment. Yeah. When you get to college, it's a unique time in life. Mm-hmm. It's the only time in life where you can work, go to school, get long breaks, mm-hmm. kick it with your friends in, the, in your dorm, go on crazy road trips, pour. Like when you're an adult and you pour, you you really, your you're mind, struggling. Your you're mind stressed. tells you're you don't make that decision. Right. Your 18 year old says, say, you got $15, you got $15, I got $15. Let's go down. We can get a bottle, some food. Like we can make this work. Let's go on a road trip. Yeah. You're, you're just going to do those things. Yeah. It is such a unique time. And you'll never get it back because once you mm-hmm. get into work world, mm. the responsibility builds up. It builds yeah. up, and the bills build up. Baby, it builds up, and it and it's there. So, but we we blessed. We work in higher ed, so we right. still get a little bit of break. Right, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Amen. Like, okay, wait till we got the next. <laughs> right. Uh, five but days and count. <laughs> but if you work at like a corporate job, you only go get them federal holidays. And mm-hmm. that's one day. So enjoy the undergraduate experience. experience. Mm-hmm. It is, baby, it's a time. It it's is a time. A time, a time was it had. It, it was. And was. And was. A time was had. We all graduated. From where we graduated from. But if we could go back, if you could go back in time, where is somewhere that you wish you would have gone? Like, ideally, the college you wish you would have gone to. I wanted to go to Clark, Atlanta. We went. I went to a um, trip in high school. They took us to different schools, and mm-hmm. we went to Clark. And I was like, oh, this is where I bought shirts. I, <laughs> this is where I'm going. Yeah. But then once we graduated, and then I'm like, um we're just going to stay a little closer. So <laughs> yeah. PB it is. But yeah, I knew I was going to Clark. Couldn't nobody tell me different. Differently. Mm-hmm. Where it, would you have gone? It was FAMU. FAM, yeah. yeah. It was it was Spelman for me. Yeah. Or Hampton. Yeah. So yeah. I actually got accepted. Spelman I got accepted to Hampton uh, for a graduate program. So my, my, uh, my last semester, my undergrad, um, that's when I found out I was pregnant with my son, Tristan. Mm-hmm. And me and my best friend, Jasmine, we spent a lot of time in the library. So during that time, we were trying to figure out the next step. I didn't know I was pregnant at that time yet. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to figure out what we're going to do next. I did not plan on staying in Texas. Like, I feel like I, de- you know, devoted 20, 20 years. years of my life <laughs> in Texas to let's go out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started applying. And sports, if people know sports is my, that's that's me. Like, if I could do it all day long, I would. Like, yeah. that. I love sports. But anything sports related, sports management. So I applied to Hampton Sports Management Program, and I got accepted into it. But then I, that's when I found out I was pregnant with Tristan. And my mom was like, well, he could just stay here and you could just go. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'm, take, I'm, I'm going to take care of my child. I'm going to take right. care of my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have had that. I mean, I had the opportunity, <clears throat> right? But, um, yeah, Hampton. Yeah. I want to go to the East Coast. <laughs> Two things just came to my mind that I want to tell those out there listening is – don't let other people discourage you from something that you want to go towards just because they're not familiar with it mm-hmm. or they or didn't work out for them or someone else that they knew mm-hmm. because it could just work out for you. Uh, case in point, she talked about grad school. The I went to grad school for communications, which I'm happy I did because I love to talk. <laughs> she does. <laughs> <laughs> but initially I had got accepted to grad school to go study kinesiology and I got accepted at the University of Akron to go study kinesiology. And my mama was like, kinesiology? (laughs) What's that? (laughs) (laughs) But people do that in families. Like when they never heard of something. What you going to do with that? Yeah, exactly. Their their reaction might cause you to change, which in this case, thank you, mama, because communications was for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I know so I know people who are doing so many different careers that I've never heard of mm-hmm. i have a guy sister that is a um uh what is it called met m- m- metronomy uh, so, 
What is a metronomist, right? She's the person that weighs the scales. Like when you're on a highway and it's like go over this scale thing or when you're at the gas station and it's telling you how many gallons per and that person. That person. Who knew that was a job? Who knew that was a job? But it's science, guys. So explore. <laughs> I, um, explore just all those things. And don't let somebody who don't know, who ain't never went to college, don't know nothing about college, just say that one little phrase. Like like she said, what you going to do with that? Or what's that like? Explore. Go for it. We only, we only get one life. Mm-hmm. And, and we only got one life to live, explore, do, see, seek, touch, feel, taste, all of not drugs, but other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do do those things and don't let anyone um, deter you. Um, the other thing is when you go and you select a college, make sure that college has your major. Again, mm-hmm. we work in higher ed. I had a young lady come to my office the other day who wanted to go into um Oh, geez. I can't think of what she wanted to go to, but she wanted to go to UNT, the University of North Texas. So I said, sweetheart, they don't have that program. So sometimes you want to go to the school because of the name Mm -hmm. or the prestige or, again, because your friends are going there. If they don't have what it is that you want to study, that is not the school for you. And sometimes you do have to part, even though, you know, they went with places where they had friends or whatever. Sometimes you do have to break away to achieve what it is that, that you want to achieve. What say y'all about that? I, I would agree on that, but it's also um, like undergrad colleges, you know, that's a discovery you know, mm. p- place in your life. So it's also okay. If you change your major. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I did. So when I was at university of Houston, um, I was a kinesiology um, major and then I took this class. I can't remember what the class was called, but it intrigued me to add a minor. So the minor at that time was human development and family studies. Mm-hmm. And when I transferred to UTA, um, I didn't do enough research. I really just transferred to UTA because it was back at home and I needed to be back at home for, you know, reasons, other reasons. So I was just like, I'm just going to do nursing. I didn't want to be a nurse. I did not want to be a nurse. <laughs> I did not want to be a nurse. But no, UTA has no, a great nursing program. This, this so. is no shade, no tea. I can't see you as a nurse. Exactly. At all. <laughs> at all. I didn't want to be a nurse. Right, right. I did not want to be a nurse. And I, although I was doing okay in the classes, I worked full time. Um, but I took a sociology class. And I don't know why I took the sociology class because I took it at University of Houston. Houston. Mm. But I was told if you want to get a better grade, I got a B in it. So it was fine. Right. It's a B right. plus. I got a B plus. But at, it's kind of a blessing. I, mm-hmm. I retook the class, you know, and it was with Dr. Crystal Beeman. And shout out to Dr. Crystal. Dr. Beeman. She just got married, <laughs> so she's Beeman Shepherd now. But shout out to Dr. Beeman. Um, I took her class and she was saying that she was teaching a class called um, Inequalities in Public Education in mm-hmm. fall. And I wanted to take that class. But, of course, it didn't fit in the scope degree of plan. nursing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to take it anyways. So I took it next semester, and it just opened up a new world for me, mm-hmm. right? And it's like a lot of – I thought I was the only one that went through the situations that I went through. Mm-hmm. And I took that class – I realized it wasn't just me, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, I went to PWI, so oftentimes I was the only one who had these situations, like where I said, st- I car, you know, didn't have a car, public transportation, you know, living back at home, or parents can't help pay. I got to put extra loans because my mm-hmm. mom got denied for the parent plus loan, you know, mm-hmm. other situations, you know. Yeah. So I took that class, and then I was like, I'm changing my major to sociology. Yeah, and I did. I changed it. And my godmom was like, what are you going to do with a sociology degree? And I was like, I don't know, but we're going to trust the process. We're going to trust the process. Mm. Oh, and to those listening out, you can change your major. I was a nursing major up until my junior year. Come on, both um, of y'all. nurses. <laughs> and I love nursing. To this day, I still, I still care for the people in a very nursing type way. Um, But I ended up changing my major to health education administration. So I still was within healthcare. I worked in healthcare for a while, but just to her point, I took um, some, started to take some communication class. I took a health communication class, regular communication and um, Dr. Curry, Dr. Tracy Curry, shout out to Dr. Tracy Curry, who was just a phenomenal communications instructor and, and how she explained it and how she, she was a poet as well. And she just brought everything to life. I was like, (laughs) 
Yes. So with I still had a passion for for healthcare and communication. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a health reporter. I'm going to do health communications. <laughs> so I went to grad school, majoring in communications, and I interned at a lot of places. I interned at Fox News. I interned at. Um, a they pu- got twenty jobs, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she That's does. the running joke. I've had. Let me. She does, guys. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm here to tell you it's the truth. I just want y'all to know that when you get a degree, it opens up your world that you don't have to be confined to what you're major major Mm -hmm. in, that it opens up your world to more opportunities. So they say I've, I've lived several lives and had several jobs because I have, (laughs) (laughs) but that education is the key to unlocking so many Mm -hmm. doors. So I'm glad you touched on that. And what was we talking about? I don't know. I was about to say, where was we going? We was going with. <laughs> I don't remember. We do this. We do this all the time. We do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was talking about how it's okay to change your major. It's to change so your major. What did you keep your major? The whole I time? did. I did keep my my major. I was psychology, but I've always like the mind has always been intriguing to me. So. Yeah. My best friend, she just did psychology because I did psychology. So we were doing it together. <laughs> yeah. She really don't have no interest like that. But <laughs> right. we did psychology. And then, um, like we were saying earlier, we got into psychi, the psychology um organization yeah yeah and um we had dr wilson he was our um head of psychology shout out to dr wilson um like he kept us all together so like it was we were all like a little family within psychology so like he would have looking back i don't know because he would have like pool parties at his house and stuff (laughs) like that right (laughs) like should you be doing it yeah (laughs) but we would all be over there in the pool having fun (laughs) so but like yeah so um because i i wanted to go into counseling afterwards so Mm -hmm. when i started my grad i went right after started grad school for counseling but didn't quite finish that's okay she going back <laughs> i am it is, <laughs> it is. so uh, but yeah i was psychology the whole time so um you mentioned dr wilson right mm-hmm. and how he had a pool party whatever mm-hmm. so i had an on-campus job when i transferred to university texas arlington i had an on-campus job with the center for african-american studies and it was an inaugural program with dr shanavia hatcher shout out to dr hatcher she is dean at social work at the university of alabama cool. hey Period. okay but she she created this sense of community yes. at UTA mm-hmm. where at the center, all the black folks came, yeah. right? And you, you said the pool party. She had a pool party too, and it's like, but it was lit though. Yeah. Yeah. We had lit. a great and time. She, yeah. she, she went to Spelman, so she, you know, she... Yeah, yeah, she's the deal. She real deal, Holyfield. So the the point of all of that, as we're wrapping up this show, is wherever you go, find that sense of community. Whether Mm -hmm. it is the HBCU or PWI, the um, what was the name of the center called? Center for African American Studies. And at uh, that, the University of Michigan Flint, we had educational opportunity initiative. Shout out to Dr. Tendaji Ganges. Shout out to Tawana Day Parks, Mm. and all those who made that office go round for us. It was where all the black students. Congregated and mm-hmm. came to you know meeting of the minds and express our grievances and our joys mm-hmm. and our pain and our laughter, our celebrations. So make sure no matter where you go to get that sense of the community and, and it carries you. You know these are my girls. We work together and we have the sense of community where we are because contrary to popular belief, we can't do this thing alone. Right. We need each other to survive in all spaces. Yep. Um. Don't down your sisters. Don't down your brothers if you see a space where they need help you help them help them and if you also need help don't be afraid to ask because there's going to be someone on that campus whether it's a doctor we ought to mention doctors that mm-hmm. looked out <laughs> for us yeah. or you know it could be that lunch lady in the cafeteria it could be a, a upperclassman. It, it could be the the dorm person. It, uh, it could be just a plethora of people that you might find on that campus that will help you learn that along that journey. So I'm just really hoping that this episode helps somebody. We shared our stories. It was no crystal stair baby. Mm-mm. At all, at all, at all. Uh, but we made it. Um, they didn't really touch on it because I didn't want to, you know, get there. But they did have children while in undergrad. Don't let that um, 
deter you or stop you either Mm -hmm. Um, because there is still a way to be made for you and now they got child care services and Mm -hmm. everything else there's really no excuse (laughs) there's no excuse now as why you can't you know pursue education right whether it's through an allied health program or you knowing like I want to be a doctor so you know you gotta you know start maybe at the community college and then transfer to university and then maybe get your master's there's no there's so many resources available for students and a lot of students could go to college for free right and on that note, we just going to end it. So thank you for tuning in to this special episode of the Tanae Talks podcast. Be sure to share this with students, nieces, nephews, cousins, friends, associates, enemies. Share with anybody. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to let them know that um, change, your, you know what you said, change your social mobility. Social mobility. Mm-hmm. And we out. Thank you for tuning in thank to Tanae Talks podcast, the podcast that educates and entertains. Tonight talk.